and I just figured, you know what, I'll just do this cute little side hustle of some bookkeeping and taxes on the side during naps and on the weekends. Like it wasn't, you know, it was just going to be this little thing to kind of keep my mind sharp. And it just, it blew up. That's Candice Galifa. I'm Cara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hello. I am so excited that you are here today for a number of reasons. One, as a business coach, everyone is always asking me about accounting and tax elements, and I am not licensed, and I'm always looking for partners to send them to. So I'm so excited to have this conversation recorded so everyone else can hear the questions I'm going to ask as well. Um, I'm also really excited because the algorithm of Instagram works sometimes, and I found you on Instagram, and I was like, one, like I love how you're running your business. You are killing it and bringing useful nuggets of information to that space, which is really how people should be using it. And Thank you. It's to, and we'll find out today if it's true or not, but your brand just looks really approachable and fun. And so do you. And I just think finding people who are making areas like accounting look easy and fun and approachable and you can do it is such a relief because the number of clients I work with who are afraid of a spreadsheet when they start, because I feel like I'm a good at converting people into loving a good spreadsheet is amazing. And it's holding people back from not just what their business can do, but what they can do with their entire life. So I'll let you respond to that. But before you do, please tell everyone who you are, where you are, and what you're up to. <clears throat> I love that you found me on Instagram. Can you imagine finding an account on Instagram? Like when I got started, yeah. I didn't even think about being yeah. on Instagram. But anyway, I'm Hannah Scalitha. I am president and founder of New Way Accounting. And that's what we try to do. We try to take the stress and anxiety out of business finances and taxes. Uh, we work with mainly female entrepreneurs across the country. We're a fully remote um, firm. All, our team is completely remote. Um, so I'm just a mom CPA working in yoga pants, trying to take the finance burden off of small business owners. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about making it approachable. Um, yep. I think that's why our company has been so successful is because a lot of times in our industry, we get the stigma, maybe the old white guy in a suit mm -hmm. who's maybe a bit condescending, maybe goes to you, maybe thinks that your business is like a cute hobby and doesn't understand how, mm -hmm. oh, honey, how are you making money doing that? And you know, that's not us. So yeah, um, it's been, it's been quite the journey. Well, and I also think the biggest challenge I have <clears throat> Sorry, my dog's decided that she wants to sit in my chair. Okay. Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, we have areas when we start a business, especially creative entrepreneurs, that are the fear roadblocks, right? When people say, I want to do it, but it's usually, but I don't know how to manage money, but I, um, you know, don't even know how much I should be spending or saving, but I need to be able to pay for health insurance. Like all these things that, are in areas that scare us or we really just don't know what they are. And it's an illusion that we need to know how to do everything to run our business properly, like not possible. Mm -hmm. So with accounting in particular, it freaks people out because they are so afraid of going to IRS jail. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think people understand how hard it actually is to go to IRS jail. Yeah. So let's just talk about it's that like to start. 
If I could get the IRS on the phone, honestly, I'd be thrilled. Like, don't worry, you're not getting hauled off to IRS jail. And it's so true. So I hear it all the time, like all the time. Candace, I've been, I need to reach out to someone, but like, I just bury my head in the sand when it comes to finances or Mm -hmm. I look at receipts and it makes me break out in hives. And like, I don't even open up my bank account because I don't, and it really holds business Mm -hmm. owners back. And if we could just free up some of that emotional energy so they could go do with the things that like spark joy instead of worrying about the finances of it. Like that's what brings us joy. And so I get told all the time, like, I don't know how your team does it. So it's like, well, this is what sparks joy for us. So we're lucky with that. And we're so glad that you're doing the marketing thing or the selling thing or the creative thing. It's like so amazing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's been, that's such a thing. And, and I always like to say like, you know, we're forced to take home economics in high school. We're forced to take wood shop in high school, but we don't take Mm-hmm. tax 101 when we're all required to take taxes. So um, I don't think anyone should feel ashamed or bashful for not understanding it. Like, how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know how quarterly taxes work? So just make sure you're chatting with someone who does and don't let that hold you back. Like talk to someone and don't let that be something that's a burden on your shoulders. Well, I think if level one is keeping the spreadsheet and having the CPA, so like just talking about taxes at like basic level, like are you doing them? Are you tracking anything? The next level we get to is, you know, now that we have money, now that the business is working, now that I know what numbers are, it's really hard. This is my personal experience and a lot of my clients to find someone who wants to be strategic (laughs) with them about taxes. Because it's not just about how do I reduce my tax liability? It's also, how do I build wealth? How do I start thinking about the bigger money system? My advice so far has been, okay, like we know we need a coaching community. We know we need teams to run our businesses. You need a CPA. You need a financial advisor. You need business insurance. But there's often been this roadblock where because of the licensing requirements, especially in different states, a financial advisor can talk to you up to this point. And Mm -hmm. then your CPA can talk to you up to this point and the two points don't match. (laughs) Like I've had the experience myself of being like, okay, here's how much you, you, we think your tax liability is going to be that I run that number over to my financial advisor and say, here's what we think it's going to be. How much should I put into my IRA? And they're like, okay, we recommend this. And then I'm running back to be like, (laughs) if I do this now, what's my tax liability? And I'm like, there has to be a system where I can talk to one person who's going to speak to me in everyday language and mm-hmm. tell me, here's what I think you should do. This is the path, yes or no. Yes, it's so, so true. And <laughs> that's why, again, I think why we've been so fortunate to work with so many clients is because someone does want to just all under one roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're right. Like, this is what I always tell people when you're just starting out. If you're just starting out your business, like, number one important thing is tracking your income and expenses. We can't even begin to advise unless you're doing that. And Kara, you said it perfectly. Use a spreadsheet. This does not have to be some sexy, sophisticated thing. You do not mm-hmm. have to get QuickBooks. You, you just start. Just start. So every my first word of advice for everyone listening, if you're starting a business, open up a separate bank account. If Even if you don't have an LLC, open up a separate bank account in your personal name and just start using that for your income and your expenses from your business. And then each month, set a calendar invite and go through your statements and throw in, okay, I got, I received this much money in sales. I spent this much money in office supplies, this much money in marketing. And if you just start doing that, you're you're good. You're doing your bookkeeping on your own and that's fantastic. And then to your point, Mm -hmm. then that's when you're going to want to talk to someone. You may have to be making quarterly estimated tax payments. Mm -hmm. Um, You should be saving for retirement if that's your goals. And there's lots of different things to do. So yeah, that's what what we like to do is take over all of it. We want to work with business owners monthly. We want to do your bookkeeping for you. 
but then also add all that proactive tax strategy plus just ad hoc financial planning things. We are not financial advisors, right? Like we do not work for Vanguard and Fidelity, but we'll help you understand exactly how much you can put away for retirement. If people are trying to hire someone, we let them walk them through that process. You know, if you're trying to figure out, am I spending too much money on my expense margins? X, Y, Z. Hey, we, we've mm-hmm. seen the industry. We can, we can really walk you through if your financial, if your business is financially healthy. Yeah. And I think that's where people get nervous also, because there's so much money stories that everyone has mm-hmm. so much fear we have about not doing it right. You know, is having money good? Is having money bad? Am mm-hmm. I doing it wrong? So I, I, uh, I'm sure we are in similar spaces having to coach people through all of those things. Yeah. So well, what is you... another thing? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to, you know, it's another thing that we're not as women, we're mm-hmm. not taught to, or we're not raised to talk about money. Um, it's not something that we're talking about all the time. So it's another thing we need to first get over that, even that hurdle of like, Hey, we gotta, we have to talk about this. Like we should talk about income and we should talk about our profits and we should talk about the strategies we're implementing in retirement. We shouldn't bury our heads in the sand when it comes to these topics. It's important. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy to me still to think that like my mother couldn't open a bank account when she was born. She had to wait until she was 20 something before she was legally allowed to open her own bank account. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. It'll just make my blood boil. I can't I can't even handle comments like that. I know it's insane. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So if we think about having to unlearn something, we're not even we're one now, maybe two, maybe generations from people who have been able to manage their own money and be uh, a female at the same time. So I think there is a lot of just different rules about how it's all working. And a lot of my clients, as I'm sure yours, have have complicated situations. Maybe both the husband and the wife are both entrepreneurs, but they don't share. They're two different businesses. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're not married. I have a client who is Canadian. Her husband's American. They both have businesses. They're both living in the U.S. There's like all these layers nowadays of things. And I think it just adds more people to be like, I'll deal with that later. (laughs) But then when I ask them, hey, let's set your sales goals, like what are your product margins? And I'm asking them those questions. They don't know. Right. And I had a client yesterday who've worked with for a long time and we've been doing a lot more op- organizational um, coaching. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, she works with a client that I have and she goes, that client is crushing it. Like, what are you guys doing that's making such a difference? And I go, we, I ask about the numbers every session. <laughs> and if you can't see it, you can't know. Like, we're, we're, it's like not having an arm and running a business. Exactly. If you, I always know like the folks that come in and and they fill out the intake form. One of our questions is what is your net profits from the last year and your Mm -hmm. future net profits? And so many people don't have that number. And it's like, then you are perfect for our services because (laughs) how are you supposed to make any strategic decision in your business? Mm -hmm. If you don't know how much money you're making, everyone knows their sales. I don't care. Like I tr- I don't care if you're making $100,000 or $2 million because you could still be making either $0 at the end of the day or $2 million, you know? Yeah. And so we can't, You how are you supposed to know if you can invest in your business? How are you supposed mm-hmm. to know if, when you can hire? How are you supposed to know what your next like, strategic move is going to be if you don't even know your net profits and what you can yeah. afford to do? Mm-hmm. So, you know, how, how are you supposed to know if you can hire the accountant if you don't know what your net profits are? So it's so yeah. important to have that number. And like you said, it doesn't have to be something super scary. It can be that simple spreadsheet that you're starting out with to see 
what are your net profits? And that all is just income minus expenses. That's all that is. A question I'm asked a lot is why do we need a bookkeeper once a month when my business is so small and I have so few transactions potentially? Can't they just clean it all up at the end of the year? So what would you say to that? Well, what I'll say is this. You can certainly find a bookkeeper that probably will just do the cleanup at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's beautiful. Um, however, you then have missed 11 months of strategy that you could have implemented with knowing your results. You've missed four quarters of tax payments that you should have been making. You've missed implementing the different tax strategies to lower your tax liability if that is your goal. Or if you're looking for lending power, right? Meaning you want to borrow money because you're trying to buy a house or build your wealth in rental properties. You've also just missed the boat on knowing what had to happen that year for you to get that lending power. So um, while that you can do that, it's just, it's not very strategic. Mm -hmm. If we go back to eight-year-old you, would she have imagined that you have this life that you have today, both your family and your businesses and this accounting empire? Um, well, I have, I definitely can say I've always dreamed big and I do come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, at eight, I definitely thought I was going to be like a ballerina or something really silly, but I will say this, Kara, that I am kind of a nerd. I've always kind of been a bit of a nerd alert. So like in high school, I was taking accounting classes. So I did always know that accounting was going to be my jam. Um, did I think that I'd have a firm with, you know, over 10 employees and, over, you know, a couple hundred clients, mm-hmm. uh, and three baby girls. No, that I definitely was not, I did not think was in my cards having three baby girls. No. Um, but I, I have always dreamed big, but, uh, I, and I do come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I'm not sure if this is exactly where I thought it would all, all turn out. That's for sure. When you made the pivot from working in corporate to your own business, was that a choice you made? Was it the universe telling you like, okay, time's up, got to go now? Like what made you finally make the leap? Oh, this is, this is a, this is kind of a fun story. So um, yeah, I I started my career in public accounting in corporate, uh, you know, public accounting at PwC and in audit, I moved into corporate accounting, um, managing teams in accounting, financial planning analysis, cash investments, and I worked long hours. I, you know, had a big baller job in Philly and um, with a salary to match it, and but big hours, like lot, you know, a, a lot of hours. And when my husband and I got pregnant, I I knew I didn't want to, I didn't want, I wanted to try the stay at home mom thing. I didn't want to work those hours with a baby, and so um, I had always because I come from a family of entrepreneurs, I had always done bookkeeping and taxes on the side for small businesses. And so I truly, you know, I was quitting my job. My husband was going to be the full financial provider. And I just figured, you know what, I'll just do this cute little side hustle, this cute little hobby um, of some bookkeeping and taxes on the side during naps and on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, you know, it was just going to be this little thing to kind of keep my mind sharp. And it just it blew up so within a year my husband quit his full-time job and he was a stay-at-home dad and we started hiring and continued to expand because we really fell into this need of wow there is a there's a missed opportunity out there with small Mm -hmm. business owners um, especially females who are not getting the support they need they can't talk to someone who can just talk to them about what things are they're no one is empowering business owners 
to we'll, we'll take it off your plate. You don't have to be the accounting expert, but I want to mm-hmm. I want you to understand why we're electing to file as an S corp. You know, I want yeah. I want you to feel empowered that you're a part of this decision making. We're not just telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has been it's been so remarkable. I just see that need every day. You know, I my in addition to running powerful ladies, I have a, a business coaching. It's called KDCC, Cara Duffy Coaching Consulting, and I work with all different industries. And I work with majority women because of the referral process, but mm-hmm. I work with men as well. And there is such a gap of the resources needed for the not even small business because that goes up to forty million in revenue in the U.S., but people who are under a million. Mm-hmm. people who can live on their own business. So obviously from zero, but usually it's between like 120 to 1 million, that gap where the majority of people who are able to feed themselves and their families and have a business are hanging out. It's small teams. It's um, very customized businesses. And there's so many missing parts of being able to let people know that they're going to be okay. <laughs> so yeah. I think part of what I've loved about finding you on Instagram and now getting to connect with you today is just knowing that, look, there is another woman, female entrepreneur out there who cares about people like I do. And to know that we are like next to each other, like being like, you guys can all do this. We've got you. It's yes. such a relief. Um, and and I think the same thing happens with the, the, the gaslighting of women in business in particular of sometimes going to an accounting firm or a, a legal firm is like going to get your car serviced. You're like, you talk to me like I'm an adult. Tell me what the things are. If I don't know, I'll ask. But like, I need the real thing, not the what we think you can handle conversation. Exactly. Like, em- get empowered. Be empowered. And it's so funny when you were saying about like the relief aspect of it, just knowing someone has your back. So, you know, I think this is kind of funny. It's a bit of a stereotype, but it's just what I've found, right? And we also work with with men and women. And it's always... It's only time I get the question on the cause being like, okay, well, it's costing us this amount of money. Is it going to save me that amount of money in taxes? Mm-hmm. And the answer generally is yes. But like the only time I get that question is from men. The question I get from women is, oh my God, for this, to this, re- this relief is worth double. Like the mm-hmm. relief I'm feeling to no longer have this burden on my shoulder is actually worth double. And it's just yeah. always so interesting having those conversations and hearing mm-hmm. the different perspective, right? And yeah. it's a, because it's a shame that that is where we are, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it is, there is there is a group of female finance people who are also in the same yeah. network who mm-hmm. want to support you. Um, and I have other female accounting firm owners who I work mm-hmm. with. And, you know, it's it's like a beautiful community. When you think about the words powerful and ladies, what do they mean to you separately? And does that definition change when those words are put next to each other? So powerful to me, I think means when you speak, you are listened to. And that doesn't mean maybe you speak often. It may mean you speak less. But when you speak, you are are listened to. Um, ladies, I mean, of course, like the first thing I'm thinking of is like all the single ladies, but that's just because <laughs> of my love for Bay. Um, but, you know, I think ladies for me also just, I, you know, female, um, and of course, like I'm thinking in my head already, like I'm always trying to, I have three daughters and so I'm always trying to raise women, girl, they're very young, four, two and 11 months, but always in the mindset of like, we don't, there are no, you know, gender roles mm-hmm. when it comes to work and what you're doing. Um, and just really highlighting that. 
Um, and that's like not exactly what your question is, but it's always what I'm thinking about when I'm, when I, when someone asks me something about like, well, you know, like, oh, you're a, you know, you're a lady boss. No, I'm just a boss, but I do happen to be lady. I do happen mm-hmm. to be a lady. And so I kind of feel that same way about powerful ladies is I, it's a great name together, but we're just powerful. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that we're women. It shouldn't have any definition different than being, you know, a powerful man. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned about how you guys switched roles. You were the stay-at-home caregiver. Now your husband is. That is becoming more common, but it's still not common. How did that conversation go? How has that shifted at all the relationship you and your husband have? Oh, I love that. No, I'm so lucky. So he's just like, he's just rocked with it. I mean, he has just taken it and rocked it. And especially being a girl dad. So, no, when we first did it, like, you know, I know I'm obviously very well, I'm married to the man. So it was like, he was told, he was right. I mean, he, he didn't love his job and he Mm -hmm. knew that this business was, you know, better for both of us, financially better for both of us. I liked it better. He Mm -hmm. loved our daughter, you know, and so was excited to spend more time. Um, but no, I mean, then as I get pregnant again, and there's another girl, and then get pregnant again, and it's another girl, <laughs> you know, it's definitely, you wonder, like, at some point, is there going to be like a weird, like, mm-hmm. pride thing? Or like, is he going, you know, is it is it is he going to be over the fact that he's like, always the only dude on the play dates? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't like, he really don't get me wrong. Like, so being a stay at home parent, because I've done it is harder job mm-hmm. the way harder than the job that i do every day like no doubt about it um and i'm really fortunate that i can you know have flexible hours so most mornings i'm doing something with the girls and so he gets a little bit of a break and then in the afternoons when i hop into the office but no he has been amazing like when people ask him about like you know being a stay-at-home dad he's like oh i i love not having the commute and i've now have three bosses you yeah. know and um he jokes around that he's retired um and that he's he's my third place trophy husband like he's so funny like he's like totally so he does he's he's been amazing with it um and i was and i was very fortunate with that he just because i think the two of us realize how much of a team it takes to run the whole gamut right Mm -hmm. and he hears me say so often to people like his job's harder than my job and we've never looked at finances separately before Mm -hmm. so it's never been this thing where like when I was a stay-at-home parent, oh, he's making the money. I have to go ask him for like an allowance. No, it's and now now versa. Like it's just it's not it's not how we operate. Um, and he's also so insanely relieved that he doesn't have to worry about finances anymore. He says that to people all the time, like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. I don't even I don't even know where our bank account's from. I'm like, well, you should learn. We're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to do some education there. But no, it's I'm really fortunate to have such a true like partner in life. I know that for for myself, most of my relationships, I've been the the higher earner in in the relationship. And when I launched this business years ago, I was living with a partner who for the first time, they had to not just be, earn more money because I never cared about that. It just worked out that way, but I had to rely on them to cover things. Like I had planned my runway. I knew how much I had, but I was like, I'm not going to spend anything. And it brought up for me how many money stories I had that I didn't know I had about mm-hmm. relying on somebody else and how, what I was what it was okay. Like I didn't mind that they were covering maybe more all of the re- the rent at the time <laughs> or groceries, but when it came to I needed like a new pair of jeans, I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, no. Like <laughs> you can't pay for that. Like that's that's not a necessity." And it was such an interesting breakdown for me of thinking about all of that. And I do think that's something else that women entrepreneurs have to unlearn and unpack the way that men entrepreneurs don't of whose money is it and why? And 
can I spend it if I didn't earn it? And what does that look like? And is it okay to rely on someone? Like there's so much in that Mm -hmm. that I think also goes into what you probably work with people every day of when is it okay? When can I believe that this is a real business? When can I choose to say to my partner, hey, do you want to stay at home? Like, hey, should we do something else? Yeah. And, and, you know, like from, so again, I'm just, I have a, in my stage of life, I have a lot of friends with little kids and I have a lot of stay-at-home parent friends. And so that's always a conversation that they're having is like, oh, it's not my money. And, and I'm like, well, excuse me? And like, well, I'm not making any money. I'm like, let's just put some numbers on the paper here. How much would childcare yeah. cost mm-hmm. if you were outsourcing that? How much would grocery shopping cost if you were outsourcing that? How much would clean? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you go through the, yeah. there's so many invisible tasks that are happening. Like actually mm-hmm. the amount of money you're saving your family is substantial. And so that's how it should be thought about is, you know, just mm-hmm. because you're not getting a check every two weeks doesn't mean that you aren't truly providing financially to your family. It's just shown in a different way, um, which is a shame that we're not always seeing that because a lot of those are the invisible tasks. Um, But in regards to business, I always like in the beginning, you, you do have to, you know, sometimes stay lean. And as you grow to figure out what you can afford and and when, you know, a spouse can, and and when you feel like you can take money from your business. Um, But I always like to tell people, you know, treat your business like the business you want it to be not the business it is right now. I don't want you to be foolish with your spending. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, like even the silly things like accept money via your invoicing platform, not like PayPal friends and family. Like don't, you know, like treat the business like you want it to be. And that's, you know, you'll manifest it into that. Um, But yeah, it is. I mean, the money dynamic is always a really interesting thing when it comes to business, life, family. It's a tough topic sometimes. How are you balancing all the roles that you have, you know, managing the team, working with clients, you know, your family, your friends, like you have a full life. How are you making all of it or as much of it as possible at one time work? Um, you know, Kara, sometimes <laughs> it's overwhelming, you know, like sometimes it is, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we know we're getting into tax season. And so, and our company has definitely grown substantially. So right now I'm really thinking about like layering layers mm-hmm. into the company, um, but I always also just try to remind myself that, well, not, not remind myself, I know my team is amazing. Um, so I'm so fortunate to have a team that can really step up and pick up things. Um, and just, they're, they're just amazing. Last tax season, I had a baby and I truly thought it was just going to be the absolute biggest clusterfuck. And it wasn't at all. Like it was just remarkable. The clients gave me mm-hmm. space, the team. I mean, it's just amazing. So I'm so fortunate to have this amazing team. Um, but right now in, in this, in the size of the business we have with like, about 10 10 team members and continuously growing is figuring out the layers in the organization Mm -hmm. and realizing that a lot bubbles up to me and I can't really always answer all of the Mm -hmm. questions as well as strategize for the future of the company as well as come up with the processes. So Mm -hmm. right now, like me and some team members are strategizing about like who maybe there's just someone else to help come up with processes and standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. And um, I this morning I was reviewing additional tax reviewers, right? So I'm not reviewing everything. So we are, you know, constantly thinking about that, but it is always mm-hmm. a balance. I like I said, I try to I try to keep my mornings open for my girls to do those things. Um, but then, you know, I in the afternoons I'm in the office and I lock the door. That's <laughs> what I do. And um that's that's kind of how I manage it mm-hmm. and just always try to bring on help. You know, that's that's uh, best we can really do. I think it's so important for a sustainable business that it has to be in alignment with the business owner. What fills your soul? What are your values? What work do you actually enjoy doing yourself? Mm-hmm. How have you surprised yourself with this company filling your soul in ways you weren't expecting? 
Oh my goodness. So we just did this analysis. This was literally last week and I've just been riding a high from it. So I've always worked for these huge corporations and I felt valued and I felt like I was adding value, but it's just such a difference when you're helping a multi-billion dollar company compared to when you're seeing you're actually helping a, you know, a, a six figure person, right? And so we do these tax savings analyses for our clients every summer where we go through their financials and we de determine all of the tax strategies they're currently implementing, as well as ones that they can implement. And then what's that tax savings? And every one of our monthly clients gets this summary and we walk them through it. And so I had intern Johnny do a very tedious <laughs> task um, two weeks ago where he went through all of them and tallied up the total. Because I'm just like curious, like, I, I think this is going to be a big number, but like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. And it was $1.2 million for Amazing. the clients we had. I know. I was like, I was, I'm still riding a high from that. Like, oh, and I like, when we got that number, I immediately messaged the team. And I was like, guys, you're truly doing real and tangible and significant work for people. Like, you are making a true difference in people's lives. Like, truly like real, like, I'm just, I'm so excited about that. Cause, and there's just so much more value when you are actually, again, the emotional burden you're taking off mm -hmm. of someone's shoulders. So they feel comfortable and happy so they can focus on the business yep. that they want to be worrying about. And then also financially like saving them real money. Oh, it's, it's so yep. great. It's really cool. It's knowing that you're making that ripple effect is one of my favorite feelings. And I, I wish I wish everyone gets to experience that at least once, if not repeatedly, because it, it shifts how, like the why we do things matter so much, mm -hmm. right? Like I often talk to clients about why are you doing this? Who is it for? And what are you really going to give them? Because I that relief that you're giving them, that's the business you're in. Mm -hmm. Like you give people relief by ways of accounting. <laughs> like that's And to know those, what that triangulation is for your business so you can like see it and honor it, like. Plus you mentioned, which I want people to really hear and like not sip over when we're listening to this is you were measuring it and tracking it so that you could see the impact you're making. Part of the spreadsheets isn't just to save money and know what you're spending, but to track it all. Like we have yeah. to track the impact that we're causing in whatever measurement we have for per business. So I love that you shared that story because 1.2 million is no joke. It's not. It's real. I mean, it's mm -hmm. tens of thousands of dollars for each of our monthly clients. And and I think it's, yeah, it's just, I was really excited to see that. And I had a thought in my head that I wanted to share. And now I forget it, of course, Kara. But um, <laughs> no, I, it is. It's great. It, it's so important to, to do those trackings, I think. Oh, this is what I was going to say. That I had, and I don't know who made this quote, but the quote was something like, people don't buy to buy the thing they buy because of the feeling you're selling them. It's not the thing mm -hmm. you're, you know what I mean? And so I think you said that perfect. It's like, you you know, we're really excited about the 1.2 million and which is awesome. But I think still my best feel good emails I get from clients is like, thank you so much. It's just like, what a relief to not have to worry about. I'm just so much more comfortable in my own skin, even with this business. And the, yeah. the, that's the intangible, you can't quantify thing. That's like also just really a feel good factor. Well, and so much of founders fraud, which we all go through at some point, has to do with is our foundation strong or not like are we running what people will call me all the time and say i don't think i'm running a real business yeah. <laughs> they're like i don't have a spreadsheet i don't have a bookkeeper i don't have a plan i don't have a sales goal they're like i just show up and people are showing up but this is not a real business yeah. so to be able to give people one of those foundational points where you're like you can relax like you have a real business look 
there's a spreadsheet. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're getting a management report from us every month that has your financial statements in it. You're real. It's yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. We ask everyone on the podcast where you put yourself on the powerful lady scale. If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful person you can imagine, where would you put yourself today and on average? Oh my goodness. Um, well, so, okay, here, here's, here's, I define powerful earlier as someone who is when they speak, they're listened to. And so I would say like 50% of my life is wrapped up in my business. And when I speak, I am listened to the other 50% of my life is wrapped up with a four-year-old, a two-year-old and an 11 month old. And they do not listen to me <laughs> ever because they're crazy little girls. So maybe I'll say in business, I'm on the higher end of the scale, but on my everyday mom, you know, world, I'm probably a solid five. <laughs> so many people who are uh, in business, they are so focused in their space, what their zone of genius really is. So in your business, obviously, where it's in the accounting space, and people are afraid to really lean in on the parts of the business they need to delegate or focus mm -hmm. on so that they can be seen uh, as the powerful company they are. You do have an amazing social media presence. You have an amazing website. Have you been active in delegating that to powerful people? Have you been doing it all? When did you realize that you had to make a digital presence for your business? Oh my goodness. That was the very first thing I outsourced because I am horrific. I mean, I'm so <laughs> glad that you love my social media and my marketing team will be thrilled to hear that. Um, but they do it all. They like give me the scripts. Like I obviously yeah. provide all the tax and accounting mm -hmm. guidance content, but like all the cool, real, no, that's all that. Um, so <laughs> no, what happened was when I started, I truly, you know, it's like so interesting. I thought I would be this like more old school accountant. I sent mm -hmm. out flyers to local yeah. businesses <laughs> with my services. Like that's truly how I thought I was going to get business. I wasn't even thinking of social media. And it's funny how the world happens, like just how things happen. One of my clients, um, I was meeting for him like at a Starbucks and he said, wow, Candace, you just must tear it up in the female online mm -hmm. entrepreneur space. And I'm like, no, I mean, I'd love to, but I don't even know what you mean. And he was like, you have to follow Jenna Kutcher, the gold yeah. digger podcast. And I'm like, okay, so I'm scribbling down this. So later on I go in and I like, I, I look and I'm like, oh, okay. And I still wasn't really understanding, like, how is this really going to impact me? But I start listening to her podcast and I get into um, her like Facebook group or whatever. And that's where my world was changed is number one, the female entrepreneurial network is mm -hmm. remarkable. And so as soon as, you know, someone asked in that Facebook group for an account, I threw my name in the hat. But like you, I throw my name out there once. And then if someone mm -hmm. comes on, I'm no longer the one throwing my name out there. I mean, these women mm -hmm. just share who they love to work with. And so it yeah. blew up. And then, of course, now I'm also interested in this Jenna Kutcher character. And I'm listening. <laughs> and she's telling you to get on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, who is going to get on Instagram for an account? And I was laughing at yeah. this. My family was laughing at this. And, you know, I'm po I'm just educate, educate, educate. So I was doing it all on my own. And, you know, I'm like, this is during naps, right? My kid's sleeping yeah. and I'm like posting different tips and whatnot. I'm having my, my husband's at work and I'm having my parents there and they're taking pictures of me in the backyard, my own like, you know, DIY brand photo yep. shoot, like it was all completely on its own. And, you know, she's also saying, you got to put your face, your face, your face. And I'm like, no one wants to see the CPA's face, but then I start doing that and she's right. And it blows up. So as soon as I went, um, full time and, 
I, I outsourced it. So I had someone managing social media and now I have an entire marketing team doing it and they're wonderful. Um, my website was also designed by web designers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, I, I am not a marketing genius at all. I am much better at accounting. <laughs> we have also been asking everyone on the podcast, what is on your to manifest or wish list or to-do list that you would love to ask for help with. This is a powerful, resourceful community that wants to help, has connections, has answers. Um, what do you want to put out? What do you need? What do you want? Oh my gosh. So like, seriously, this is like so real. I'm truly trying to figure out how to add layers in my business. Mm-hmm. So looking for an accounting professional who can come in and kind of bring forces together an operations mm-hmm. managers type role. It's literally what I'm looking for right now. So any accountants out there that's looking to come into a cool firm, <laughs> <laughs> reach out. Um, but no, I mean, that really is it. It's just continuously trying to grow my company um, mm-hmm. and build it and structure it in a way that my team's super satisfied, my clients are super satisfied, and I'm happy. Um, I just always want to take care of my team. And so making sure that they're getting the support they need. And I know that at the bigger we get, the more spread thin I am. And so I'm just trying to figure out how to support them right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's literally like top of mind currently. <laughs> and does that person need to be local? Can they be remote? What's your ideal scenario? Remote is totally fine. Our entire, so we mm-hmm. made a virtual firm cool before COVID. Our entire team yeah. is virtual. I always like to joke around like Kathy, one of our team members in Florida. I assume she has legs. I have no idea. I've never <laughs> seen them. Um, we have one of our accountants is her and her husband live in an RV traveling the country. So no, we are, mm-hmm. we are truly remote. You, you're, we're good. We, you got to work some working at like business hours to be on calls and whatnot. No, but we, we're a very flexible team. If you want to spend your mornings in the park with your kid, you should. And if you're a night out and <clears throat> want to work during the night, awesome. Who cares? More power to you. Just, you know, we just want you to yeah. get your stuff done. <laughs> well, it's just, it's so refreshing to hear that, right? Because I think that there are, we keep putting <clears throat> limitations on ourselves, And so for he- you to hear that you're building your business where people can work anywhere, they can have whatever <laughs> schedule they need. It's all about getting the work done. It's all about making sure the customers are getting what you've promised and that, to, be, to know that you are a leader that is continuing to think big and supportive at the same time um, is really refreshing to hear. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. It's so <laughs> nice to hear. Sometimes I have to pinch myself like, who said, what, in what universe does someone say it was okay, number one, for me to be raising three humans and running this business? Like, how did yeah. how did this happen? What what has happened in those last four years of my life? Like, I'm not really sure. Um, so no, it's, yeah, it's fingered. <laughs> For people who want to hire you, collaborate with you, just reach out and support you. Where can they find and follow you? Thank you. So um, feel free to check out us. Check us out on Instagram at New Way Accounting. Um, you can also check out our services and the team on NewWayAccounting.com. But then I answer my inbox. It's all me. So if you want to send me an email, I'm Candice at NewWayAccounting.com. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us today. Thank you for being a yes to me and this community and all of the businesses that you're here to support. Uh, Like I said before, I'm glad that there are women like you out there so that we're not pulling all this weight to empower and help businesses on our own. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great chatting with you today. All the links to connect with Candace and New Wave Accounting are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. 
subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And if you could leave us a rating and review, they're so important for podcast visibility. Come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies and at Kara underscore Duffy. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, you can book a call at caraduffy.com. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.